from Silvio and Sky Sports Radio. Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you for the next 30 minutes or so. Hope things are going as well as they can be in your parts of New South Wales or if you're listening further afield on the app, hope you get a chance to back a winner or if you're lucky enough to even pop out and get a coffee and do things people do in the real world. On the harness racing front, we are racing in Newcastle today, New South Wales. We'll also have a preview of Menangle tomorrow and we'll catch up with the boss, John Dumasey. They had a meeting this morning around COVID, some new protocols to be announced. Stick around for those. That's at 10.50 this morning, John Dumasey with new COVID protocols for harness racing participants. But for now, most importantly, I'm going to try and find you a winner. Racing at Newcastle today. First goes at 12 minutes past one. One of the legends of Newcastle harness racing is Michael Formosa. Michael, thank you for taking time out of your morning to join us today. Oh, that's fine, Mick. How are you? Mate, I'm well, thanks, mate. I'm like everybody. I'm a bit bored. I would, a few things in life I would miss, like going to the footy and going to the pub for a beer, but we're all in this together, so we'll, we'll keep trucking in the right direction. <laughs> and the good news is for you, uh, you can go racing today at Newcastle, and I think everybody in the racing community knows how lucky we are to be doing that. Oh, definitely, yeah. We haven't um, we haven't missed a meeting, basically, since it all started a year, year and a half ago. So, yeah, we've been very lucky that way. Mate, uh, we don't have many chances to talk to the Newcastle boys and girls. It's a pretty tight-knit community up there. Is it a case when you go to the races, everybody knows it's it's we're all of this together? Is, is it a case where people are sticking to the protocols and, and doing their bit because they know we're lucky? Yeah, well, I think everyone in the racing industry realises how lucky we are and um, everyone's doing their part and so far it's working, so hopefully it can continue on that way. How's the team, Michael? How's the size of the stable around you? How many horses you got to work during COVID? Uh, I've got 14 at the moment. It's just uh, myself and my daughter working here. Um, it's sort of yeah, a comfortable number for us. We've got probably you know half of them are sort of above average and the other half are below average, but you know uh, we're going okay. Okay, I presume your daughter is Chloe, who's driving in the first on the card at 1.12. So how do you decide who drives the horses, whether Dad gets the drive or, or Chloe <laughs> gets the drive? Is it, is it the good ones and the bad ones? Is that how it's split up? Uh, not really. I'll give her a few, you know, a few of the better drives. Um, that horse today has got quite a good chance. Um, yeah, we just mix it up a little bit. I don't want to just hand everything over to her on a platter. She's sort of got a earn a stripe sort of thing. So I, I, I give her a few, you know, decent drives and um, they're not all the bad ones, but um, she's got a good chance in the first race today. Okay, that's sneaky peak, Michael, in race one, number five at Newcastle. It, it doesn't look the strongest field in the world. Tell us about sneaky peak's chances. Uh, he sort of, as a two-year-old, he was sort of very ordinary, just doing things wrong. He come back as a three-year-old, and he was going quite well. He was sort of leading and over racing, um, probably going a little bit too hard and getting run down. So we give him a little bit of a freshen up and brought him back, and he's probably come back a little bit the other way, a little bit too relaxed. Um, his last couple of runs, but the instructions will be to sort of um, – Get him a little bit wound up at the start and we'll try and lead and uh, hopefully it'd be, it'd be too good for him. 
Okay, this is Chloe's first race drive on this horse. She said that's the instructions. Um, does she listen to you when you tell her to do most things, or is it a case yeah, she'll do what she yeah. wants? Yeah, no, she's pretty good. She sort of does um, does what you tell her, but she's sort of um, smart enough to know that if Plan A doesn't go, you know, come to fruition, that there's always, you know, just play play it by ear after that. And as she gets a bit more experience, you probably won't even have to tell her what to do. She'll just go out and do it. But um, yeah, no, she's only. I don't even think she's had ten drives, race drives yet. So I'm pretty happy with where she's at. Well, we wish her the best of luck today. We'll be watching it. 12 minutes past one for her chance in the first on the card, being in front at Newcastle, always a bonus. Now, you're having a catch drive in race four on Jenna Sequa for, for Roy Roots Jr. Would have thought she'd be hard to beat in this type of race. Yeah, I haven't spoke to Roy about the chances yet, but um, I think the horse has been racing in Sydney, so uh, it's, it's probably Penrith and Newcastle pretty comparable at the moment, so... Um, it should sort of get into that race okay, and uh, yeah, if everything goes to plan, it should it should be you know in the money. Another catch drive is for Clayton Harmy in the sixth on the card. That goes at four thirteen. You drive Sky Full Andy. You got Barrier One. Do you have the horsepower and the gate speed to use Barrier One? Um, he's a fairly nice horse. I've got a, a bit of an opinion of this horse. He's very green, big green sort of horse. Um, don't know how he's going to get out from barrier one. It's one of those things uh, until you're actually there, you, you don't know how fast they can come out. Um, one's not an ideal barrier over a mile at Newcastle. Um, but he's a nice horse and he doesn't have to lead. He just has to have a little bit of luck and I think he'll, he'll sort of be hard to beat in that race as well. And the seventh on the card, Michael, you have Heavenly Holly drawn barrier four. Um, good couple of runs, couple of starts back, had a couple of wins there. So she's only a filly, so she's she's still learning. But look, she's won seven from 25, so the ability's there. Yeah, no, she's a nice filly. She's been aimed at the Breeders' Challenge. Um, everything was sort of going along pretty smooth. Her last run was very disappointing. Um, sort of not 100% uh, that confident with her off that run. But in saying that, she's never won... Uh, a race further than a mile, so um, that was a 2030 metre run last start, and it was run at a quick pace, and she was sort of on the pace the whole way. So I'm just just hoping that was the excuse, but I won't be convinced until I uh, see how she goes today. But uh, on class, I think she's the class horse in the race. She's going to go places in the future. Um, just the query over that last run, but she's worked well. But you know, just in the back of my mind, I just um, just wasn't real happy with the last run, but I'm hoping I'm hoping she's back to her best today. Michael, on the last on the card, the last of eight today, you have the newcomer to the stable and Pops Boyd had three runs for you and bang, 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 got the job done every time. Where's the ceiling for Pops Boyd? Is he just a, a Newcastle horse or is he a horse who's getting better all the time and might have potential somewhere else? Yeah, no, I think he's he's got a horse of uh, he's got a lot of potential. He's only a three-year-old. He's been aimed at the the Breeders' Challenge as well. I was a little bit worried when I got him because he was he was a, in the sixty rating, and that's sort of a fairly hard mark. But he's sort of come out and and kept going. So um, each run's a big test for him up against the better horses. But he sort of seems to be handling it. You know, taking it in his stride, and he's he's very versatile. You know, he's led, he's he's come from behind, and and uh, 
So I've got a big opinion of this horse, and hopefully you can uh, you can get around in one piece today, and everything goes goes his way, and then uh, be off to the Brutus Challenge sort of series after this. Tell us about a race day on a Monday afternoon at Newcastle during COVID. Obviously, there's there's no owners going, Michael. So you're sort of busy for half the day. You've got half the races, you've got horses in them, but I presume there's nowhere nice to go sit down and have a feed. There's not much socialising going on. What do you do between races? Do you just clean the gear from the last race? Because I'm picking there's not too many places to hang out at Newcastle on a Monday afternoon uh, during the COVID situation. No, we sort of... Um... You know, even though we're not in every race, we're sort of getting the next horse ready or, or, or washing or tidying up the last one. And um, if you do get a chance, they either most people either go out to the track to watch the race or they all sort of get to around the TV and watch it. But um, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of socialising when you're at the races anyway, because you sort of always got something to do. And uh, uh, but you know, we just sort of say hello to each other and. Um, you know, bump into each other basically when we're watching the races. But yeah, most of the time everyone sort of just sticks to themselves because they don't really have a lot of time in between races. I might say like a stupid question, Michael, but there's people at home who are bored, so they probably don't mind stupid questions at the moment. Do you do you have to take a flask? Do you take your own drinks when you go to the races and your own food? Or is there still somewhere that trainers and drivers can go eat as long as they maintain a, a two-metre distance from each other? Yeah, no, there's a canteen there. Um, obviously, when it's it's fully open, there's restaurants and, and, and bars and that open. But at the moment, there's just the canteen open and um, uh, there's sort of always something, something to get to eat or drink. But um, um, no, I don't think there's any alcohol at the moment, so that's about it. Michael, that's probably, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes, Especially you know. on a Monday afternoon at Newcastle. <laughs> the last thing you need to be doing. Hey, Some for those problems. people who are bored, Michael, and that's, that's pretty much everybody. And and some people want to have a bit. We know they should bet responsibly. But if they're going to bet responsibly on one of yours today, what's the best chance for you and Chloe to get a success? Um, well, I think Chloe's, you know, Chloe's got a real good chance in the first. Um, as I said with him, I'm not, you know, just just probably not as sharp as he was last preparation, but I don't think he really has to be today to win that race, especially if he got to the front. Um, so I think he's a little bit of value, and um, I think uh, Pops Boy, I think he's a real nice horse. He's just he's getting up in grade, and uh, he's probably going to be a little bit short, but um, they're the two, the two main ones for me today, I think. Skyfall and he's a nice horse as well, but he's going to, you know, I just don't know where he's going to end up from barrier one. Look, mate, we appreciate your time today, Michael. Um, big hi to everybody up there at Newcastle. I hope things are going as well as they can for them. And good luck to you and to Chloe today. Hoping you get some success throughout the day, but in the first and the card in particular. Okay, mate. Thanks for that. That's Michael Formosa. He's tipping out Sneaky Peak as a chance in the first on the card. Tab.com.au have it $5.1.8. So 5 and 1.8 each way odds for a sneaky peek if you want to have a go in the first of the card. Of course, bet responsibly, but could be worse things to do on a Monday afternoon. Next up, we're talking to a guy who's not heading to Newcastle because regional racing means he can't, but he is heading to Menangle tomorrow. It's Robbie Morris. Robbie, you must be slightly embarrassed. There's a race at Menangle tomorrow named after you, the first on the card to celebrate your 1600th driving success, my friend. That's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, no, thank you. It's um, 
you know, when you start out driving, you, your goal is to drive, sort of try and drive a winner and um, to get to 600 is a bit of a milestone. But, yeah, I don't know if I really know the race named after myself, but we'll take it. Been plenty of times, Robbie, you've been on the other side of the ledger, mate, so you might as well take them when you can get them. Um, exactly. Of those, six, of those 1,600 wins, what are one or two of the favourites and what are one or two of the favourite horses you've been lucky enough to drive during the, that time in your career? Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate, but, I, you know, obviously a couple of them were horses like Carl Mick, um, XL Stride. Uh, you know, a couple of carries had like Charlevelle and Let Us Rock and Mr. Brightside. So, you know, there's, you know, I, I hate naming them because all the horses and every horse, every winner I drove was so good to me in one way or another. But um, no, I've been very fortunate, but probably Carlu Mix and, and those sort of horses. Uh, it's an honour, you know, even, you know, you know, as a freelance driver to get trainers like that. And, um, you know, 1601 was Max Delight. So, you know, when you're getting the drives on horses like them, it's, um, makes our jobs a lot easier. Mate, let's hope you can make the punt a lot easier for us tomorrow. Um, we're kicking off at one thirty-three the Tuesday afternoon for Nangle meeting. Um, you and Kerry have skies clear and sunny in the first on the card. Look, it's, it's long odds, but it's probably a horse who's going to win another race or two somewhere. This is just not a bad field, though. No, she probably runs into not a bad field. I, I do feel she's got a little bit of something there. She's has been a little bit of a headache since getting off the plane, but um, I think we're slowly working her out. And if she can put the right foot forward, then by all means, she's no good thing, that's for sure. But she's an each-way chance if she puts the right foot foot forward. Mate, you've got three in the second on the card. All of them are, are horses that can win races, vastly different types of horses. Sunny G, Queen of Strathfield and Agent Mari. Look, I, I sort of doubt they can probably beat old about a Ravani, but... Sonny G's a horse you know I've had a bit of time for, and I think he's just starting to turn the corner again. Yeah, he is. Um, his last couple of runs have been really good. Even his fourth last week, I think he, other than Aldebaran Ravani, I think he was the next fastest half in the race. Um, you know, sectionals and that one thing, he's going really good, but um, Aldebaran Ravani probably just looks too good for him again. It's got gate speed. He can trot a mile in 54. They're awfully hard to chase when it's like that. But, you know, Sonny G, Agent Maori, they're both gallant chasers and I'm sure they can fill a hole and Queen of Strathfield uh, she's probably been sort of thrown to the wolves here a little bit she, um, with them having the race uh, the first race was NR up to 52 she couldn't get back into that probably where she belongs at this stage of her career being a one win there um, but she's probably had to get thrown into a grade a bit high but since coming from New Zealand she's been really consistent I've got a bit of time for her but she's just probably got a season up before she meets these horses to be able to beat them Mate, one thing that's been very strong over the last couple of weeks have been the two-year-old races at Menangle. There's one at race three tomorrow. You're driving Soho Rhapsody for, for Ricky Olchin, who knows how to train a two-year-old winner, but you've topped a pretty nasty draw here. Yeah, I um, actually was having a look at the fields last night, and I, I see that um, we got a $21. I, I, I drove this filly last Thursday at, at Penrith, and she gave me an awesome feel, eh? Um, from where she was in the run, she wasn't entitled to win. She got a fishy coming back up in 56 sticks and ran down a fairly decent horse, you know, no slouch. So, um, yeah, I know she's drawn tricky, but I, I think she's a pretty classy filly. Yeah, she's well bred and Ricky does a super job. And, um, yeah, I, I think she, she's right in this race. 
Fourth on the card tomorrow, mate, you have Bill. Bill's back on Bill's last. <laughs> you told us last time you think he's turning the corner. Look, he's on an upward curve. It's, it's hard when you draw an ODM, but he's got the ability to win a race like this. He's getting better every week. He's getting better. And when I spoke to you last time, he, he was starting to get better and I could feel it underneath him. And his runs since then have just been better and better. He keeps getting stuck outside the leader and doing it the hard way. And from barrier 10, he'll probably have to do it somewhat the hard way again. But, um, you know, he's knocking on the door for a win. And uh, he, since I took his hobbles back off again, I really feel like Kez has probably got a finger on the pulse there and he keeps getting better. Every time I've stepped out on him, he's paced better and he, he's felt better. So um, I'm looking looking for him to run a good race tomorrow. Mate, I'm happy to tip you one here. You've got a horse on the fifth on the card tomorrow called What's Your Secret? I think there's a one or two there not too far away. Yeah, she's um she was pretty classy um, from New Zealand when we purchased a Mick Boots water for us. And um, probably my fault there, we chased an Oaks, which I probably would have, you know, if I look back, I should have probably given eight weeks off straight away. But we ended up doing that. She had a first run back from spell last week. Uh, it was knee deep in mud. The track was track was actually doing a really good job for the amount of rain we had, but it was getting pretty boggy by her race, and she just sort of got stuck in the mud a little bit. But she did get home the fastest half of the race by running fifth. So um, I think being on top of the track tomorrow, nice weather, uh, second half, she should be running a really good race. Yeah. Mate, Dan Fernando comes north from Victoria. Is he the type of horse who's going to cop an angle? Look, I um, he, he's only just been purchased for the stable. I, I, you'd probably know his New Zealand form better than me, but I watched him in New Zealand man, oh, two years ago now and thought he was a decent horse. Um, probably went to Melbourne and didn't really do the job that he was um, supposed to do and, and clients of mine ours purchased him. Uh, his work's been really good. He's going into this first up off a trial, but um, if he can bring some of his New Zealand form to Tadcourt Park Manangle tomorrow... Um, he'll be able to beat in that race, but just whether we can get him to regather that form. He's, he's beat horses like Burr and Boy and Patrona Star, and, and they've come to both Perth and New South Wales and done a super job, and he sort of hasn't. So he's probably a little bit of a miss at the moment, the horse, but where his work's been good, and I think he'll run a good race on his work. Mate, you've got uh, Poker Delight, who was the 1,600-win horse last Tuesday and the seventh on the card, but this is a tricky race. You're drawn slightly wide. She's going well, but it's a nice enough field. Definitely a nice enough field and definitely a step up in grade for her. Um, she probably had the option to go into the one-win race, but just uh, spoke to her connections, and me and Kerry felt that racing the higher grade would be better for her because she, the first start for us, she'd done a mistake out of the gate and she come was driven with a sit and flashed home and the next two starts she's led and she's ran the third and the first both of them but she's been very lost in front um so we wanted to go in the nr up to 60 just to give her a helmet to follow so we'll drive her cold and probably drive her up the fence and through the middle um but you know i've got a bit of time for her she's got good speed off the helmet so we can get a good trip i don't think she can win the race but i definitely think she's a good place to Hey, congratulations on 1,600. If you uh, behave yourself and look nice and hard, but you do, who knows? You might end up the 3,000s or the 4,000s, Robbie. So i tell you what, if you get to 2,000, we'll call you back in about a, a year or so. Yeah, no, that'll be good, mate. Thank you. It might take a bit longer. We'll see how we go. That's Robbie Morris, <laughs> who uh, drove his 1,600th winner last week at Menangle. He's a good friend of the show, and 
Ian Kirianne, always willing to try and tip us a winner. They've got a few potentially racing tomorrow. So Newcastle race today. We're heading to Menangle tomorrow. Also Young racing tomorrow night if you love your New South Wales harness racing. One man who absolutely loves New South Wales harness racing and has dedicated much of his life to it is John Dumasey. He's the boss of harness racing New South Wales. John, another busy morning talking COVID for you. I'm sure you wish you weren't, but I'm glad you are. Good morning and welcome to the show. Uh, yes, good morning, Michael, and good morning to all listeners. And yes, um, our COVID management group meet... Um, well, in these more recent times, on a daily basis, uh, that includes the weekend, even though it, it's not in person, to, just to keep keep a track on what's going on and keep the industry uh, racing, because that's our primary objective, is keep the industry racing and minimise, of course, we can't completely remove, but minimise the risk might be involved with getting um, the virus within our own fraternity. So let's talk about... Uh, the latest protocols or updating the protocols because obviously this keeps changing all the time. We um, need to list now horses who, or people who are coming to, to Menangle. So people who are coming to Sydney meetings need to be to be listed and I believe there's going to be permits required. So explain as best you can, because I know it'll be on the website later, what those latest changes are about. Well, most certainly at this time, uh, we've gone into regionalised racing, so nobody can come into the Greater Sydney area. And and likewise, nobody can go out of the Greater Sydney area. So that's just out out of play altogether. So we're racing within the regions. Um, We will race within these regions, I would think, for easily the next six weeks um, as we see what evolves with um, the the COVID numbers and vaccination and what have you. So within the Sydney area, though, where it was restricted before where you could move between LGAs of concern in particular, uh, the permit system will relax that a little bit. And as long as you've got a purpose, and the purpose is to um, exercise the horses, the welfare of the horses, you can move uh, from area to area, LGA to LGA. However, very important, must have a permit issued by the government and must also uh, be undertaking testing, COVID testing, and looking for negative results and reporting them into Harness Racing New South Wales where so required. Okay, John, for those who haven't done it so far, how do they get a permit? Can they do that online? I presume you can because you can't go anywhere. And How difficult is it? it it's rather easy. Just go to Services New South Wales and follow the links. It's, it's not a difficult situation and and check before you do that just go back to um, Harness Racing New South Wales website where you can see uh, we've issued a a industry notice on to assist uh, participants in or licensees in how to apply for those licenses so they're the easy steps to take as I said it's not difficult but it's very very important that to protect our industry and make sure we don't have people in our code that are contravening the rules the protocols of New South Wales Health we've seen these in, in other sports, other codes, well, thankfully, in touch wood, harness racing is um, our participants are absolutely compliant, have been and have worked towards this for the past 18 months now. It seems uh, seems like it was yesterday that we were, you know, we're faced with this COVID pandemic, but um, our, com- our participants to the main have been very compliant and we just keep up that very good record. John, some of the most fun racing in New South Wales at the moment is Bathurst on a Wednesday night. It's a traditional spot. We've got a lovely free-for-all there coming up on Wednesday. 
Talk to me about the rapid testing which is going to be implemented for people from the Dubbo LGA if they want to have their horses heading to Bathurst. Well, we opened up uh, the Dubbo LGA is, a, is an LGA of concern, um, and we we really reach out and think of our people there as red as well as the rest of the community. But but anyone coming out of that LGA who attends the Bathurst meeting will have to undertake the uh, rapid antigen test. Um, that will be very um, very fluid um, in respect to what we're doing with it. However, we've got the protocols in place. And, and those what people that, who we do know have identified are coming to the meeting. They must only be licensees. Of course, nobody can attend a race meeting across, uh, across New South Wales unless you have a purpose to be there and you're necessary. They'll be contacted and they will be just pulled to the side uh, when they arrive at Bathurst and that r- rapid antigen test will be undertaken. It takes about 20 minutes to, to undertake. Um, that'll include not only the licensees participants, but also any other service provider, contractor that's necessary on the race course that comes out of that LGA or any other LGA of concern uh, to the Bathurst meeting. Um, it, it's, it's near on impossible to uh, do the test across everybody that comes onto the race course. We see it uh, in, the, in the news daily where we have those very, very long lines and very long waits, hours at times. For testing, um, and that's that's a quick test where they take the sample away and get it analysed from a, a laboratory. But um, yes, we we uh, we will introduce that, and it, we will um, see how we go with it. And we may need to use it across the state as we move forward. Um, vaccinations are important, but uh, we do have the regional um, regionalisation, but we also have the breeders' challenge, which. Um, comes to some sort of gathering, and that means uh, coming to the semi-finals at Menangle in the middle of October. So we want to make sure our practices are well in place. So yes, um, it will be undertaken, um, and it, um, I'm sure it will be highly successful. John, you mentioned the Breeders' Challenge. Um, what happens with interstate horses who are eligible for, or horses from ACT, who want to come and, and race in the Breeders' Challenge? I, I presume the horses can come. What about the horse people? Well, the horse people um, certainly can't come uh, from interstate, so we will have some um, rules out before the nominations close for the first round of heats, which are at Leeton next Tuesday, uh, the three-year-old Breeders' Challenge. We'll have some rules out which clearly identifies um, the movement of these horses, uh, whether it is allowed to be in and out or whether it's um, a simple transfer of trainers uh, we're looking at that very closely. We we had the benefit of uh, some horses, some very good horses that will be returning, coming in from uh, Victoria to Wagga last Friday. Uh, what I can say, uh, the protocols were followed, and that was that a, um, a registered transport operator moved those horses into uh, Wagga on, on Friday morning. Uh, we had police checks um, that nobody was with those horses, so that's how important it is that the protocols are right, and that's how important it is that that our participants follow the uh, follow the rules set by New South Wales Health and by Harness Racing New South Wales, and we make sure that we're compliant in every respect, and we keep racing on. John, two more questions for you. We do appreciate your time on what's become the the weekly Monday update. Dubbo racing next month. Obviously, they're in a tricky situation there, and we're thinking about all our friends in Dubbo. Um, are we likely to be racing there in September? The interesting part about Dubbo is, is the showground where we do race is controlled by the Dubbo, Dubbo Regional Council. They have been doing massive 
uh, COVID testing on that site, so it makes it difficult. And also, they're just about to open the area up as a vaccination centre. So we will talk to Dubbo Regional Council and, importantly, the Dubbo Club to see what we're doing in September for Dubbo.